I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Thursday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, Elon Musk's first ever meeting with Twitter employees leaks online and some of the Twitter employees aren't happy. So let's get into the video, shall we? I'm going to try really hard not to swear today. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. So it looks like Elon Musk's Twitter deal and takeover is going ahead because he met uh, virtually with Twitter employees and you saw this news online and everyone's just talking about it in text form but really everyone wants to see the goods in video form well up stepped Project Veritas and leaked the video of Elon Musk talking via his smartphone at a kind of unflattering angle gotta love Elon Musk he's all about the business and would you like to see it after this the uh, internal slack meeting of Elon Musk's meeting with Twitter employees also leaked and it is glorious. It is a woke meltdown, a woke meltdown of butthurt, snowflakey Twitter employees crying at the prospect of Elon Musk taking over. So let's first look at the leaked meeting of Elon Musk with Twitter employees. Here it is. It's essential to have a of free speech um, and for and to be able to communicate yeah just communicate freely if there are multiple multiple opinions but you know and, and just make sure that we're not sort of uh driving massive in order for people to have trust in twitter i think it's extremely important that there be transparency i think twitter in terms of like some of issues can be a lot better in informing, informing people about uh, serious issues how many times has have the media gotten it right I would say almost never. Not not never, but almost never. Can we talk uh, briefly about your political views? Well, my, my, my political views, I think, are uh, moderate. I'm in favor of uh, of, of moderate politics. Um, but, but you know, allowing people who have, like, uh, you know, relatively extreme views to... Um, you know, to express those views within the bounds of the law, you know, it's, it's free speech within within the context of the law. So it's not, I'm not definitely not suggesting that we, you know, um, just flout the law because we'll get, we'll get shut down in that case. Um, and and I think there's also um, this freedom of speech and freedom of reach. So I think people should be allowed to say, you know, pretty outrageous things that are within the bounds of the law, but but, but then they don't, you know, it doesn't get amplified. It doesn't get, you know, a, a ton of reach. Um, and, and um, I think an important goal for Twitter would be to try to include as, as much of the country, as much of the world as possible. So the things that I've said about Twitter, I think, are, need to happen um, in order for it to be, um, uh, you, you know, to really go, go to the next level. I mean, I think to, like the potential is there for Twitter to have and, you know, be accessible to an order of bang to more people. Let's say the far left 10% and far right 10% were equally upset on Twitter, then that would probably be a good outcome. The standard is much more than not offending people. The standard is should be that they're, they're very entertained and informed. Okay, I mean, that's a pretty simple brief. People should be entertained and informed. That is a, a great core concept for Twitter. I think it's moved very far away from its original purpose, which is kind of like some on-the-ground micro blogging uh, information and news site so i like that idea from elon musk there you can imagine the twitter employees just hating what he said there 
for example, he said the media pretty much always get it wrong, which is correct. But these people think they're always right. They're so bigoted. And um, I think it's interesting when Musk was talking about free speech, he said that you should be able to say kind of extreme things and people are things that people don't want to hear. And, and this is right. Ironically, the people who would disagree with Musk used to agree with him back in the day. For example, looking at ACLU history, in 1978, the ACLU took a controversial stand for free speech by defending a neo-Nazi group that wanted to march through the Chicago suburb of Skokie, where many Holocaust survivors lived. So, in fact, many of the laws of the ACLU cited to defend the neo-Nazis' right to free speech and assembly were the same laws it had invoked during the civil rights era, era when southern cities tried to shut down civil rights marches with similar claims about the violence and disruption the protests would cause. And I think this is exactly right. Even if neo-Nazis want to say what they want, I think you should let them say what they want as long as they're not actually specifically calling for violence because... As you can see here in history, when black people didn't have the same rights as white people, some white people said when black people march for their rights, um, they're dangerous and they're causing harm. So here's the thing. If you apply uh, censorship and gagging to one group, like neo-Nazis, for example, unfortunately, it can be applied back to you or can be applied to good, just, morally upstanding people. So quite simply, I think Musk is right. The same set of rules should pretty much apply to anyone, um, even if they're talking about quite extreme things, because if you censor even extreme people, unfortunately, if extreme people get the reins of power, then they'll start censoring you. And quite simply, in the public space of ideas or sphere of ideas, whatever you want to call it, the truth rises to the top. Sunlight is the best disinfectant, in my opinion. And if people have stupid views, people are going to let you know on Twitter. One slightly concerning thing about what Musky Musk said was uh, about how they don't want to amplify certain things. So that means that someone is going to have to choose what messages are amplified and what aren't. And that's kind of what creates most of the problem on Twitter right now is that it's mainly leftist run, radical leftist run. And those people decide what is amplified. And some of them really believe in their, in my opinion, misplaced quest for meaning that certain voices like myself shouldn't be amplified. So who is going to decide what should and shouldn't be amplified? Perhaps there's some quite easy rules you can apply here, such as, well, calls for violence shouldn't be amplified. I think we can all agree on that. But at the end of the day, you do have to worry that regardless of who's in power at Twitter, whether it's someone whose views align ideologically with the left, center or right, that the things they're not going to want to amplify might be unfair and politically driven. So I know what you want to see now. It's the internal Slack messages from the Twitter meeting. And I guess people like me have this image of Twitter being this woke hive of all these kind of leftists who come to work in rainbow colors with soy lattes and ultra effeminate guys and just woke-tastic wankers. And unfortunately, it seems that that stereotypical image might be true. I'm sorry to say, looking at the leaked Slack messages from that meeting, holy shit. So I'm going to read these out to you uh, because <laughs> they're, they're just unbelievable. So let's have a look at the, the leaked internal Slack messages from Muskie's meeting. 
Okay, so we don't need this uh, this soundtrack. Um, I'm just gonna quite simply, I'm gonna read out to you the messages from the the leaked internal Slack meeting at light speed. So here we go. I have a question for Jack about why he thinks this guy's brilliant and smart. To be honest, courtesy of J Javier Soto. Okay, so people cussing Musk, and Musk is now actually seen these messages so he can see the people cussing him then we've got miguel andres who says queer people cannot trust this man we've seen this kind of homophobia and transphobia before there's nothing salvageable about what he says anyone i don't like is a homophobe and a transphobe now you know why the left pushes pride month so much because if they didn't they wouldn't be able to call their detractors the worst possible names for no reason at all other than to win an argument and consolidate control and power jessica pants uh, the person at the top here says he can vote for whoever he wishes and that's no one on this chat's business then people reply to that and says it does when the person he votes for directly hurts me yes so anyone who's not a democrat is hurtful and wants to kill me these extreme people are the twitter staff elon musk has a serious job on his hands it's worse than i thought People often gaslight those who are not on the left and say, oh, you're the snowflake and you're overreacting. But these are the people who run Twitter. They're mentally ill ideologues. And I guess all of the assumptions about what it's like within the Twitter hive are actually correct, wouldn't you say? Then Natasha Rodriguez says he has the right to vote for whoever he wishes to vote. That's his right, just like it's your right to vote for whoever you wish. It's called democracy. Mish Zambrana says when his biases impact people's lives, it matters. No one is saying he can't vote one way or another, but there's no separation of personal interest to what makes sense for the business. Your comment is privileged. Your comment is privileged. Yes, people are actually saying this in the leaked internal Slack message. You're privileged. It's riddled with cultural Marxist ideology. There's oppressors, there's groups, there's group ideology, there's victims. Um, this is basically communism. So Jesus, Jesus. So let's let's read some, some more of these messages because they're actually quite entertaining, wouldn't you say? Muhammad Abba says, count the number of times he says, you know, an exceptional activity if you're bored. So this kind of drone within the Twitter hive is, is dissing the hand that's going to be feeding him in the future. The guy who's building rockets to save the human race and create AI to help people who are paralyzed do normal things and lead normal lives. Yeah, Muhammad Abbas obviously knows better than that person. Okay, let's keep going through the internal slack. Jackie Monroe says, why do I feel he was not prepared for this meeting? Hmm. So Musk actually read all these comments and Musk responded to this and I'll show you that in just one second. Eddie Perez says, if his political views are moderate, why did he publicly characterize one of the two major parties as the party of division and hate? Because all they do is divide us. All they do is split us into groups and pit us against one another. That is why, Mr. Perez, that is why. Thomas Astor says January the 6th was terrifying because social media was potentially a critical catalyst. What are your thoughts on how we react to memes of mass destruction? 
Katrina Lofara says, Ron DeSantis, leader of the Don't Say A Gay Bill, is the worst possible person to lead this country and is someone you openly endorsed. Okay, so you don't like my political candidate. You are a terrible person. And someone then talked about UK Anon. Let's have a look here. Who mentioned that? I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it because Twit uh, YouTube might flag this video. But I do. I do want to show this to you. Um, well, you're going to have to take my word for it. But at some point, okay. Here we go. So Jeffrey Keith says Musk literally just voted for an UK anon promoter in Texas. So there's various people here who are saying Ron DeSantis is UK anon. I'm I'm saying that in pig Latin because I don't want to get this video flagged. But there you go. So um people within Twitter all freaking out that Musk is taking over and saying because he doesn't want to vote for potatoes like Darth Biden then he's basically um, akin to a radical neo-nazi conspiracy theorist but what did you expect so there you go and Musk responded to this leaked internal slack so Benny Johnson uh, made a comment about this on Twitter and he says a hearty middle finger to the board for selling the company to someone who cannot get through a single coherent sentence about this platform and who thinks UK a non-candidate is a moderate candidate. That's from Ryan Tanner, software engineer at Twitter. And Musk replied to this and said, interesting. So that's amazing. Um, the leaked internal slack was actually seen by Musk and I found that rather entertaining. So what do you make of all this? Are you pleased that it looks like the Twitter deal is in fact going ahead? Are you surprised that Twitter is pretty much the exact woke liberal hive that you had always expected? And do you think Musk is going to be successful here? He set a target within this meeting of 1 billion daily users. I think they have now 100 million or 150 million. That's quite a lot. Sixth or seventh of the world's population using it every day. And I think as long as he sticks to his uh, brief to make it entertaining and informative, why not? Why not? Why not? I am Johnny Masker. And if you're just joining us, we're discussing Elon Musk's first ever meeting with Twitter employees and that being leaked along with its internal slack. But if you've been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen, donate some cash and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. Keep this channel running fund the massacre click the donate link in the description box below streamlabs.com forward slash johnny massacre do it now keep this channel running fund the massacre we had a 25 dollar donation from chris campbell who said was just watching your biden pushes america to the brink of economic collapse video and thinking this really deserves a donation great stuff keep it up such a sweet message thank you so much mr campbell long time massacre mate dare so Hmm. Finally for tonight, there's a new Turtles video game. Now, I love the Turtles arcade video game. I saw this at a bowling alley when I was a kid and it kind of changed my life. Uh, it was amazing. So it looks like... And then after that, there was a Mega Drive game called Hyperstone Heist and there was a, a Super Nintendo game called Turtles in Time. They were quite similar. I believe they're both developed by Konami. And all of these three games, the arcade one, the Genesis slash Mega Drive version and then the Super Nintendo version or incarnation I should say they're kind of separate games within their own right um, they all had a real sense of continuity to it graphically uh, in terms of sonically and 
uh, gameplay-wise, I believe they were all four-player and they're kind of side-scrolling hack and slash adventures, as you can see there. And they were awesome. And now they're releasing another one of these called Shredder's Revenge for PS4 and, and various consoles and stuff. And unfortunately, what with me always being on the woke watch, I happen to notice this. So this is April O'Neil from the original Turtles video games back in the day on the left. Nice cleavage, looking like an absolute babe. And on, on the right, they kind of made her much less sexy and gotten rid of the cleavage. And this is a sign of the times. Um, Americans are now afraid to be creative. American men are afraid to express their masculinity that manifests in the form of their muses, in their artwork with beautiful women. And people are also afraid of being called sexist and objectifying women and stuff. When it's fine, let's put a babe in a video game. What's wrong with putting a beautiful woman in it anyways? That's what's happened. They've kind of uh, desexualized April O'Neil. And of course, people who are brainwashed by the, the woke culture will lash out and say, oh, you want to see a sexy woman, you nerd. Yes, I do. I do want to see a sexy woman in my games. And it looks like they've kind of gotten rid. Look at the original um, Turtles graphics right for mega drive so it's kind of edgy and tough like this is the shit that i grew up with and i just swore um but i did my best and i really i just think it's cool like edgy stuff and look at the street that background in itself tells a hundred tales um of danger and mystery and adventure and just the whole thing looks kind of gritty and cool it looks dated it looks maybe a little bit too rough around the edges but here's the super nintendo version perhaps the same artist looking kind of gritty and rough and then today we everything is like a bit shinier a bit sterile a little bit too clean if you ask me so yeah there is a new turtles game and i kind of would like to show you what it looks like in action so here, here's the the original mega drive version um of turtles and of course looking a little um, wow i probably just blew your ears off with that i do apologize don't worry i'm going to uh turn the sound down now unfortunately i don't have a jamie like on joe rogan so yeah this um this was a classic i played this a lot with my mates as a kid um simple gameplay but simple is good sometimes as you know don't want to overcook it and it, it was just decent it was decent the music was cool i really liked that and then you had the super nintendo version which people say was better called turtles in time so it's a bit repetitive this guy just exploiting this throw move and using the same move on pretty much every enemy but it was decent it was fluid and it was decent and then this is the new turtles that just came out what do you think about this So you can see there, it has this kind of really kind of clean look. It looks kind of all cutesy and a bit sterile and, and super friendly. But you know what I like for my turtles? I like that, mate. That's what I like. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as keen on this. And the thing is, it looks in the spirit of the originals. But the thing, like for me, if you really want to make this work, you you can't. Um, this was a zeitgeist. This was a golden era, and you can't manufacture that again. It's gone. So if you really want to tap into that vibe, you have to have the same hardware specification as the original consoles on which those games came out. You have to limit yourself to the same amount of bits, the same amount of RAM. If you do that, you'll be within the same kind of uh, artistic framework as the originals and perhaps it would 
tickle the taste buds of the original fans a little bit more. But anyways, that game is out now. It's called Shredder's Revenge. People are saying it's pretty good. Maybe it's a little bit easy. The last boss is too easy, people are saying online. But I just thought I'd share that with you. New Turtles game out for any retro video game fans. I have been Johnny Mascot, and I tell you what, mate, you better be back for the next episode. Otherwise, I'll be coming around your ass. Please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what everyone else tells you to do. Layers.